this episode of Not Too Deep is brought to you by our good buddies over at Squarespace. The future is coming. Make it brighter with Squarespace. Guess what? Squarespace makes it easy to turn your idea into a unique website. You can showcase your work. You could blog or publish content, even sell products and services of all kind in just a few clicks. Customize everything from look and feel to settings and products using their beautiful templates created by world-class designers. And there's nothing to install, patch, or upgrade ever. So go to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code GRACE, G-R-A-C-E, to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Ready to rock and roll. Woo! I like that. Thank you. That was my impression of um, every hair band in the 80s. Which is what I listen to when I work out. Really? I, oh yeah. That's my like that's my go-to. My What's go-to your number jams. one workout song right now? Pour some that's sugar on me. That's my karaoke song. Ugh. Yeah, it's really good, but it it's really also, does pump me up. It's crazy how it works. But the reality is that that song is about a man coming on a woman. Man, <laughs> I don't want to know that. Uh, shake it up, uh, and the, oh, the bottle explodes. So. Fuck. Happy New Year, Jack Ferry. Happy New Year, Grace Helbig. We are back. We are an, back. With another season, quote unquote, of Not Too Deep. That's right. Uh, it's very exciting. It is very exciting. And yes. we are, like everyone is doing right now, kind of growing, changing, evolving, mm-hmm. trying to be the best versions of ourselves. And with that, the podcast, just to give you guys a heads up, don't get scared. It's changing a little bit. Yeah, we're gonna we're trying a new format. But um, really, we're going back to our roots. Basically, yes. So what we've been listening to you guys, and so uh, Grace and I like to do these little catch ups at the beginning of the show. We mm-hmm. will still continue to do those. Um, but we're going in hard on our guests. We're going hard on our guests. Yeah, Which the show sounds, is that's not. I mean, with <laughs> with consent, with consent. We, yes, we're not going to be pouring sugar on anybody. Okay. No. Uh, we're going back to the roots of Not Too Deep, which is dumb, fun conversations with really interesting, cool, fun people. Yes, because we're no longer filming these, we have so much more flexibility and freedom to just talk about fun and dumb things. Mm-hmm. So. There won't be any more visual segments, obviously, because we have the freedom now that we don't have to do that. And so because of that, you guys are lucky because the show is actually going to get a little bit longer every week. So yeah. that we can speak with our guests a little bit longer. We've been uh, very uh, grateful to have the guests. We've that already are, recorded a bunch of episodes. Just have. FYI, this yes. is in hindsight that we were recording the intro to this first episode. And the guests have been absolutely fantastic already. And the yeah. conversations have been really fun. So we're just getting into this stride of really... I think I genuinely, and we'll say this without irony or without sarcasm, am loving Not Too Deep again. Me too. There was a moment in time where it felt a little forced. I'm sure you guys kind of maybe felt that from listening or watching wherever you were uh, consuming the content. And right now it feels feels like what we started with. It feels like a fun, real, sometimes like more serious than we're used to conversations with people that are to me so much more fulfilling and interesting than it has been. So I'm excited I, because I, I have genuine excitement for this podcast again. I agree. I feel like we're no longer trying to please um, 
audiences on two separate platforms anymore. Right. We are now being a pure podcast again. And um, that feels really great. And I hope you guys feel the same way. We are super excited about this season. I hope you guys are too. Right. And we're also um, expanding our horizons with the kinds of guests, which you guys will see in the coming weeks. Yes. We're going to get all kinds of new different types of people. And I think you guys are going to be very excited. And when with you see that, that too, please do not hesitate to tweet at Jack and I or message us in whatever social media way possible of people that you want to hear on the podcast because we have a long list of really awesome people that we want to try and get on but if there's anyone that you're thinking of specifically let us know because we are open to talking about anyone and i'm specifically asking you to tweet at shack and get him on the yes podcast. please that's we that's that's really a long way of saying shack please come be on r2d yep i mean just <laughs> stay true to the brand uh one thing that we really wanted to initiate with this new quote-unquote season of not too deep is uh, spreading a little positivity. That's right. There's a lot of shit happening, um, that's right. to say the least. And so we wanted to create an, uh, a segment at the beginning of the podcast, every episode, that's uh, what we're calling We're Rooting For You. That's right. We're rooting for you. It's basically a segment where Jack and I present to each other either people or things or moments or events, et cetera, that are um, something we're rooting for, something that's either joyous something that either like needs help or something that had great intentions uh and we just kind of go through and feel some sort of like pride and support for this thing person whatever it is that we're rooting for this week that's right um jack do you have someone i or do something? but I, I would like to go second if okay. that's okay okay then i'll go first because this is really a new joy to my life right and i'm rooting for it because i don't want it to ever stop um, and you out there probably know about this because it's already very popular. It doesn't need my support, really. It, it's called We Rate Dogs. It's a Twitter oh, account. Oh, I love this. Yeah, it's at dogs underscore rates. Um, it has 5.2 million followers, so I don't necessarily need to be plugging this for any reason for them to grow. Sure. Other than you should have this in your life because it is a wonderful Twitter feed. Yes. That brings pure joy to the world in the form of positively rating dogs. That's right. Um, for instance, it shows photos of dogs in almost every tweet and gives a little... Um, On a scale of 1 to 10, it gives them a, a rating. And no one gets below an 11. That's correct. <laughs> uh, which is already fantastic. That's right. Uh, for instance, here's the most recent one as of us recording this podcast today. It's this white fluffy dog that's in the photo and it says, this is Douglas. He occasionally bursts into song. Acapapella. If you will, 13 out of 10 would support his dreams. Yes. And they make terrible and wonderful pup puns in all of almost all of their tweets. That's right. And it's just an amazing if you want just some separation from the demons of the rest of the world, give yourself the pure joy of We Rate Dogs Twitter feed. It's Fantastic. I think they're nominated for a Shorty Award. I think they are as well. Or uh, It's a Shorty. Yeah. A Shorty. Yeah. A Shorty yeah. Award. So it's an award nominated Twitter feed. It is. And uh, it's funny that you mentioned We Write Dogs because um, they stepped in it a little bit last year. I don't know if you know this, but hmm. um, they got on a, a tweet or two. I don't remember exactly the, the details. President. Yeah. They got a they little. They said, do you know what a dog is? They got a little political and then they got a lot of, um, a lot of hate back. And then what was interesting about it was the, the creator of the account realized he was like, you know what? I'm, I made a mistake. I stepped out of my lane. Shouldn't have done it. But all he did was 
Donald Trump talks about Steve Bannon getting dropped like a dog, like fired like a dog, uh-huh. and that he cried. Afterwards, he tweeted about that. Because mm-hmm. I went back to try and look that up from yeah. their Twitter account, didn't find it. Because this- he deleted it. Because he realized, you know, that's not why people follow this account. And Sure. And, a little personal vendetta got in there. Yeah. And I think that that's cool that, like, it's 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 a great account. And I think we we in 2018, we need to be willing to accept that... There's going to be occasions where people make a little misstep, and I think it's. I thought it was great. great this is to, how I first learned about We Write Dogs is because because they, of the they of the retweeted kerfuffle. the president, right. and all he said was, "Do you dot dot dot? Do you know what a dog is?" Right? Question mark Because he used the phrase "dog" like you got fired like a dog, which is you don't fire dogs. You don't. You you can. They right. can't hold jobs. Right. So it was unless they're a service dog, which. God bless. Thank you for your service. But <laughs> the um, we support our dog trips. But I, that's a, the first way that I saw them. And I was like, this is pretty perfect, yeah. in my opinion. But I fully understand that they're like, this is just supposed to be pure joy. We'll step back from our political point of view and allow this to be the distraction that everyone deserves. Yeah. And I think that's what's really great, because uh, left or right, wherever you fall on the political spectrum, we can all enjoy this account because dogs are wonderful. Yes. Um, so along those same lines. So we're rooting for you. We rate dogs. Who are you rooting for, Jack? We are rooting for you. Uh, we rate dogs. I don't know if I want to give this particular person um, a shout out because I don't want to say their particular name. But I do want to say a little something that's very similar to this because um, one of my uh, resolutions this year okay. was that, um, you know, I didn't I don't want to deal with negative comments and things like that okay. that I that I get sometimes that I sometimes have to deal with. Now, obviously, I'm not like a celebrity or whatever, but I do occasionally get some things that kind of bug me. Sure. And this was the first year that I was like, you know what? I'm not going to deal with this anymore. And I'm just going to start saying like, don't be mean. Don't be a jerk. That's mm-hmm. that's rude. And so somebody left a very negative comment on one of my posts saying, basically saying, um, your midlife crisis looks good on you. And it, I got, was very offended by that because okay. I was like, I'm not in my midlife. I'm certainly not having a midlife crisis. That's very presumptuous. It was. And so I said, my response to him was, I'm in my 30s. Fuck you very much. And Mm -hmm. then I posted it to my Instagram story with that comment saying new resolution for 2018. um, Not putting up with any more shit just as a I needed to vent. And then immediately after posting it, I was like, man, maybe I shouldn't have done that. But it was interesting was I got a lot of positive responses from people saying like, good for you. People need to realize that there are people behind this, these accounts. And that right. was the message that I said. And then what happened immediately, uh, uh, like about an hour later, was he realized he had made a bad joke and he immediately apologized. And I publicly accepted his apology. And I said, look, man, no, actually no hard feelings. I accept your apology. It was a misstep. I don't take it personally. It's we're totally cool. I didn't block him. He didn't block me. And it was one of those things that could have escalated and gotten really shitty and it, it didn't. He he was cool and he apologized and I accepted his apology. And I felt like that's the real lesson here is, um, you know, someone made a misstep. And I having said having a conversation, having a conversation as opposed to saying this is black and white. You are a bad person. And, and, and he was saying, no, you are. And that's a lot of what negative comments come from as someone that doesn't think that thinks of you as like a spam bot account that you're not a real human yeah they don't see what they're saying that they're not acknowledged by you and so they say something that is so just you would never ever say out loud to a person face to face yes and then when they get the attention there is immediate withdrawal of oh my god i didn't really mean that i'm so sorry because they realize that you're a real person and acknowledging that on both sides and being able to understand like 
I get where you're coming from. I get where you're coming from. We can agree that this was a misstep in. Yeah. And I, and I will acknowledge like that is, that is a, that's a sore subject for me. I'm, I don't like, because I've got prematurely graying hair. I, I feel like I do look older than I am. People say like you. But that's very trendy right now. People are dying. I dyed my hair gray last year. I mean, I, I think I, it, 2017. I think Where'd that's you? cool. But for you know, for me, that is something that that I. If we all have our insecurities. Like sure. Eliza talks about this on on the live podcast. Yeah. How, how she's insecure about her thighs and and so you know you wouldn't make a comment about her body shape to her because sure. that would be very rude. And so for me, like people would be like, "Wow, you look like you could be Neil Patrick Harris's older brother." And I'm like, "Dude, he's like ten years older than me." Right. Like, you know, I, I wish people would stop saying I'm old. I'm like, I'm younger than Chris Hardwick. No one says he's old. Right. You know, and 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 so it was, it was I admit it's 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 a it's a source. It it's a sore subject for me. And so it was probably more revealing about me than anything else. But I will admit that that's that's something that and we should be sensitive to that. Don't make fun of people's weight. Don't make fun of people's age. Yeah. Don't make fun of people's appearance. Like, oh, you're ugly. Don't make or you're bald. Like it's just it would be rude if you said that in public. Yeah, it's intention. Intentions behind yeah. jokes are so much more important than what the joke is actually saying. And I think like, I think he was he was trying to be familiar, but I but I was I had to remind him. I was like, look, man, we don't actually know each other. Right, 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 right. Uh, that's the kind of joke that if Grace made it, it would be funny because we're such good friends. Right. Um, but because we don't know each other. And so but it's the same like when people say you're trying too hard to me that I'm like, I'm trying to be funny. But when people take it as I'm trying too hard, I get really sensitive to jokes like sure. that. Yeah. And so you're like, oh, that's a bummer that they see me that way. But I think the best part of this is the fact that you guys were able to have this kind of dialogue. Yes. That- and then and then I screenshotted the the that and then posted that immediately afterwards. And I was like, all cool. Well, that's great. And I and I, and so I wanted to say to uh, you, sir, I really appreciated being the bigger man and apologizing to me. And thank you for giving me the opportunity to have the um, the dialogue because um, that was really cool. And Sarah Silverman had a very interesting interaction on Twitter recently with mm-hmm. a troll and it ended up being very positive. And I was like, maybe we can start opening up the dialogue online and yeah. making things less black and white. And so Anyway, so to this person on on Instagram, like I said, I don't want to shout him out because I don't want anyone to like go over there and like flame the guy. But I want to say I am rooting for you, sir, and uh, everybody else out there. I who, think who's it's in the same. safe to say you're rooting for open, healthy, respectful conversation this year. That's that's exactly right. Huh. Well, with that, we're going to throw that all into the garbage because we have <laughs> Brooks Whelan on the podcast yes. and he is the antithesis, antithesis of respectful, healthy conversation. Uh, no, he is absolutely fantastic. He's so been, unbelievably funny. I was laughing like a dumb idiot the entire interview. He's a fucking amazing stand-up comedian that I am literally, this is my open letter to Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, any fucking streaming service that if you do not have him do an half hour or an hour of stand-up comedy, you are missing out on really, truly great classic stand-up comedy. It's so, he's so, so good. Um, and he lent his the dumb ass brain to us for an hour and we talked about dumb fun things and yes. it's just the tip of the iceberg he also uh you'll hear he has a podcast called entry level where he interviews a bunch of fun creative types about all the jobs that they've had leading up to the job that they currently have in the creative world and it's really you can hear more of him there but this is a really really fun episode um so i hope <laughs> even bear in mind healthy respectful conversation uh and i hope <laughs> that you enjoy this episode of not too deep no, no, not, not too deep. deep. With Grace Heidbeck. 
This week's episode of Not Too Deep is sponsored by my favorite bra brand. It's Third Love. Oh, guys, I've talked about them before, and I'm going to continue talking about them because they're just so fantastic. When it comes to bra shopping, it's all about finding the right fit for you, and there's only one lingerie brand that offers bras in sizes AA through G, and that is Third Love. They use thousands of real women's measurements and super smoothing memory foam to create bras that fit and feel great. Most old school bra brands carry like 15 sizes of bras. Third Love offers 60 sizes, including half cups, which no one else does. They recognize that there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering all of you guys, my beautiful, wonderful listeners, 15% off your first order. That's 15% off your first order. To find the bra you've been waiting for, all you have to do is answer a few simple questions from their Fit Finder quiz. It takes 60 seconds and you can do it from home. There's no like awkward fitting room experience that you have to go through. So please, I highly recommend as a girl that lives her life in a sports bra, they're the only ones that have got me out of my comfort zone and made me still feel comfortable. Try a third love bra. It's so comfortable that you honestly forget that you're wearing it. If you don't agree, Returns and exchanges are easy and free. So this year, make the change that will change the way you think about bras. Go to thirdlove.com slash grace now to find that perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first order. That's thirdlove.com slash grace, thirdlove.com slash grace. Okay, I had this actual conversation yesterday in a meeting uh-huh. and I would be excited to hear your thoughts on this. Uh brag meeting (laughs) yeah no it's me talking to myself in the mirror yesterday that was my you and goose in a corner going everything's okay it was her screaming at the amazon delivery man and me yelling at her protecting you yeah and so that was the meeting it lasted for three hours it was great the uh the first thing that or one of the first things that like jarred me when i first moved here is how many donut shops there are in Los Angeles and how they're all open constantly. Oh yeah. And they're there all are. empty seemingly yeah. constantly. Was this what you're going to say about the meeting or did, cause I feel bad that I cut you off. No, this is what oh. I had. This is what I talked about in this meeting yesterday. We got, that's how good the meeting went yesterday that we got to the point <laughs> yeah. that I brought up that there's the amount of donut shops in Los you Angeles. You started makes doing me confused. a Seinfeld bit. There's no one in them. What's the deal with these donut shops? Yeah. Yum yum, more like front front. Uh, yeah, no, I passed one called Miss Donuts on the way to the meeting, and that's what made me think about it. And I was like, this is bizarre to me because, oh, that's why this came up because the woman I was meeting with told me about how she went in Culver City, right around here where we are currently podcasting. Sure. Uh, that she found, she was like, there's not many things in life as like an entertainment person that like surprised me on a daily basis in Los Angeles. But the other day I was driving through Culver city and I saw this uh, bookshop called the, uh, the ripped bodice. And she went in, Mel knows what it is. Uh, she went in and cause she wanted just a place to sit with her laptop and write. And it was owned by two sisters. They're in their twenties. It's an romance novel only bookstore, two stories Wow! in Culver city. And it's just two young women that are sisters that own this bookshop. And they're like, yeah, you can come in and write. She's like, I was the only person there. It was the weirdest experience I've ever had. <laughs> how did they stay in business? Yada, yada. And that's what led me to why did the, how did the donut shops stay in yeah. business? No, it should be called parents money. That's yeah. yeah. No, yeah. that was the, 
the end of the conversation was like, there's a dad behind all of this. Yeah, it's giving he's them just some like, they, are, they go somewhere. But no, they actually had a Kickstarter and they raised $92,000 Whoa! for this bookshop. Yeah. They're from Chicago. They're not even natives of LA. Whoa. They came out here to so They didn't even know what neighborhood would be good because that would, that would be much more successful in like North Hollywood, I think. I mean, they're thriving, apparently. Yeah. Um, uh, on that note, Brooks Millen is here. Yay. Yay. <laughs> we made it. <laughs> um, Hi, Brooks. We did it. Hey, Jack, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Nice to have you. Thanks um, for, yeah, thanks for having me. I don't request anything of guests normally, but the only thing I will request of you, because you've shown me all of your public appearances on uh, syndicated television like news when you go and do yeah, stuff and on the I road. I think it's very funny. And you would say, don't do this to people. He, <laughs> when Brooks goes on the road, he's a fabulous stand-up comedian. He has to do like morning talk show TV. To, to get promote. people to come to the show. TV appearances, yeah. And, and so I Brooks tank likes, them on purpose. Yeah, Brooks <laughs> loves to pick a bit that's terrible and just commit to it for the entire yeah, duration of his segment on the show, <laughs> making the host the most uncomfortable I've ever seen humans and then he shows me the videos of him doing these bits making these people uncomfortable and it makes me uncomfortable you uncomfortable yeah you hate that stuff I do it only because I don't think anybody watches morning TV like you, it's only on no one that's going to come to your stand up show that night is watching that morning television show that's what I mean it's just on it's people getting their kids ready for school and it's just on (laughs) so these are not people that are going to come to my show Mm -hmm. I do the weirdest thing possible in the hopes to catch some stoner kid that's flipping through channels that hasn't fallen asleep yet yeah and he's like is this guy yelling about bath salts on TV, like at no. 6 a.m. news? The one you showed me, the first one you showed me that I was like, please turn this off, was... Uh, where I took the painting down and tried to sell it? Not that. I don't think I've seen that one. Oh, yeah. I spent five minutes trying to sell a bird painting that I ripped off their wall. Oh, well, uh, this oh is the best God. of Brooks then, because yeah. the one you showed me was you promoting some band. Florida Georgia Line, Yep, which I was, I wouldn't talk about comedy. I just said I was there to these promote two, Florida Georgia Line's new album. These two seemingly <laughs> sweet hosts are trying so desperately to talk to you about your stand-up show, and you just kept going, Florida Georgia Line, well, buy your tickets now. Yeah, no, and honestly, it worked. Like, that's the same one I kept saying I was on bath salts on. People bring <laughs> bath salts to shows now, not the drug, but uh-huh. the real bath salts. Like and, from Bed Bath & Beyond. Yeah, and they're like, we brought you bath salts. And like, we also like, how's Florida Georgia Line doing? It like gets people become, to shows. Yeah, make merch. Uh, yeah, no, I would only ever do that on morning radio show on morning uh, television shows because I don't think anybody watches them. <laughs> it's like an exercise. And then I end it by being like, if you came to the show from seeing this, I'll give you five dollars. Just it's a test. And I think I've literally never given anyone any money. Oh, that's I was going to say. So you're just losing money. No, I mean, I, I mean, tonight it has to be that you have to come that from night. seeing this not on the Internet, but live. That's great. Yeah. So is it uncomfortable after the segment ends with you? Oh, I've been escorted anchor. out a couple of times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh Brooks, has a, Brooks has this thing, this like DNA strand in him that I cannot relate to on any level where he just doesn't feel embarrassment about anything. Never. And Very that, Andy Kaufman of you. No, he's better at it than me. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, uh, if you do feel embarrassment, you bury it deep down and it doesn't show. I just drink it away. Yeah, there you go. Well, I'm never embarrassed. <laughs> like the one, the worst one that I can't get, they wouldn't give it to me. Uh, is uh, was in my hometown. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wasn't even doing a show. My mom just thought 
that the news would want to interview me. Wait, I was, what? Yeah, my mom called. Where's, where's your hometown? This is in uh, Waterloo, Iowa. Okay. And, Wait, uh, so your mom momagered you? Well, yes, <laughs> she did. She was like, look, um, they, you're, you're, I was in town for like Thanksgiving or something or one of my friend's weddings. I wasn't doing shows. I wasn't there to promote anything. She was just like, they would love to have you on the noon news. Um, <laughs> That's what they called it? I don't this sounds news. so fake. Wait, how did your, your mom just called and said, my son's a stand-up comic. He would be great for I, your this show. This is like when I was on SNL. So I, uh-huh. I was on TV and- <laughs> And so she's like, if you don't mind, they would love to have you. And I was like, um, this seems So weird. she Chris jenner you into this. Right. So, but then my mom came with me to the studio oh with my, my nephew, Landon, who at the time was like one and a half, maybe two. So this is <laughs> when his first memories are forming as a child. Yeah. And I said, can I bring... And he's being real cute and cuddly and I'm holding him and I go, can oh, no. I bring Landon on the show, on the interview with oh, me? Boy. And they said, of course, this is cute as heck. And then as soon as the cameras rolled, um, I wouldn't <laughs> answer any questions unless my agent Damone uh, allowed it, which is what I was calling my nephew. <laughs> And uh, he kept cr- screaming, crying. And I was <laughs> yelling, great. this is why my career is d- doing terrible, Damone. And they cut, <laughs> oh, they no. cut the cut to commercial and uh, my mom was (laughs) devastated. That's great. And also Landon now grows up as an adult with that as his first memory. (laughs) Well, it was my, it's the only place it exists is on my brother's DVR because he he DVR'd it. Perfect. He thought it was hilarious. And then Landon's older brother didn't get to go because he was at school. So he Mm -hmm. was so jealous. Great. So you've caused a family rift in these brothers that will last a lifetime. They'll never get over it because Mm -hmm. this is, your first memories are what form you as an adult. Yeah. So, so are you and your mom estranged? <laughs> no, she was just like, she was no. like, I thought it was funny. You know, she was like on my side, you know. Oh, that's good. Like, and but I was also, like, your mom likes every Instagram post I post. So That's true. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. She's just a very supportive person. She's very, very sweet. I like that. Um, but uh, I asked my brother, the, uh, like maybe six months ago, I was like, is that still on your DVR? And he goes, no, it's all Paw Patrol now because his kids got into Paw Patrol. <laughs> Wait, so he... It got erased. It got erased because it's not nothing but Paw Patrol on his uh, DVR. <laughs> and that was the only, there's, it's got to exist somewhere. They wouldn't give it to, they wouldn't, like, I was like, can I have that? That was funny. And they were like, you have to go. Okay. So what, what's the actual network? It was KWWL. Can... Um, <laughs> it wasn't New News? An affiliate. No, of, it's KWWL like, Channel 7. And like it was an affiliate a, of NBC. NBC. And what I. Okay. Then, so if anyone out there has any access to this clip. Yeah, we want On it. KWWL, please tweet at us. Please well, message us the, and let us know. The other weird thing is then I went on Seth Meyers TV show to promote my stand-up album. And he's real nice. And he puts a different, uh, NBC affiliate mug on his desk each time. Uh-huh. And when I was on it, he Seth put Myers, that one. He didn't know, but it was the KWWL Waterloo, Iowa one. And I was like, I've been kicked off that channel. He wow. really, you don't think he knew? Um, well, I don't that because seems I didn't, too coincidental. Well, I didn't even think of it till afterwards. Yeah. Cause I didn't, I didn't say it on the air, but it's me with the Iowa channel. So maybe, <laughs> maybe it was. I think that's too coincidental for that to be a happy accident. Okay. I you, feel like he actually. He has researchers. Or, yeah, a producer. I doubt <laughs> Seth was like, where's each guest from? Let's put like, their local affiliate. Right, or just like that mug. Fine. Also, right. I was like the deep third guest. There were many better guests before. So. <laughs> uh, talking about deep thirds, you worked at Papa John's. Yeah. I mean, who hasn't, Ooh. honestly, for a minute? None of us in this room, not a single person no other one. than you. Has Grace, Grace at- and I have both worked at Applebee's. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Almost the same Applebee's because we're from the same hometown. Right. And we talk about this a lot. Segue to on Brooks's podcast. Mm -hmm. Brooks has a new podcast. FYI. Yeah. Uh, It's called Entry Level. Grace Mm -hmm. was on it. Um, It's all about like jobs. Jobs. But not bad jobs, just jobs that you've had leading up to the job that you want. Ooh. Yeah, it's all about this the, sounds fun. the first jobs you I have. I just gave you a much better logline than you've ever created for your podcast, by that's, the way. That's, tr- <laughs> that's absolutely true. Um, it's great. Yeah, it's the jobs that led to you becoming, you know, the comedian or a musician. Which you or should actor. have Jack on because Jack has this weird, mysterious history of being in the news for like yeah. years, like nine oh, really? years. Yeah. Jack worked in new you like your interviews when you like subtly drop them every now and then you're like, yeah, Giuliani or whoever that Yeah, I have a pretty crazy Rudy Giuliani story. Ooh, that's that's great. Yeah, come on. And, and I would love to do your we'll podcast. Do, we'll it sounds like also, a great a great yeah, podcast. Yeah, he's got a mirror of Applebee's and Rudy Giuliani. So yeah. Like, yeah, Grace has Grace is on. You've had the most I would call them chain restaurant queen. Uh, well, you you're the queen of the suburbs. You've had every suburban yeah. job possible yeah <laughs> yeah I, like an appetizer smorgasbord i just picked from all of yeah them. you went to a strip mall and worked your way down <laughs> yeah tj maxx applebee's yeah. chilies yeah i just back to applebee's broke, dave and busters yeah i broke my soul until i needed to do comedy to like get therapy and get yeah. it out of me um but you're in line with that because you worked at papa john's and you have this is all knowledge that i'm privy to but i, I think is so funny that you weren't there the day that Papa John the Papa John came into your actual establishment. This is in Dubuque, Iowa. I was 16. I'd quit working at the cave I was a tour guide at to follow my dreams down the pizza restaurant. Which isn't a euphemism. (laughs) The cave that you are a tour guide at is an actual like job that Crystal Lake Cave, nature's masterpiece in Dubuque, (laughs) Iowa. Mm -hmm. It's it's fantastic. Actually, no, it's the worst. I wish them nothing but harm. You've only on your your podcast has been just one like blind like shitting Attacking. on i attack the cave yeah your your podcast is just propaganda <laughs> against this cave yeah but people have emailed being like we went to it because you talk about it so much <laughs> and you're not wrong and they've upped the prices because it used to be nine dollars to be I it's would, just a tourist trap in it's Iowa. a tourist trap right. and as the tour guide of a tourist trap you're the person that has to be like you got tricked <laughs> Like, this cave sucks. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're the publicist for this Um, And I have to be like, it's like a half hour of like, yeah, this is it. I'm sorry. (laughs) Why are you here? And And you're a teenager and you're not making any more money either way. No, it was 5.15 an hour. I would put a $1 bill in my hand after the tour. (laughs) I forgot about that. To ask for tips. After the tour, I would stand in front with a $1 bill in my hand. To sort of seed. To solicit solicit (laughs) tips. they're with you. I can't imagine that they don't see <laughs> you so reaching for yeah. the one dollar bill. It's a putting tight it cave. In your... It's a small tunnel. Yeah, they're not. <laughs> yeah, they're. They know that there's only three other people on the tour with them. Yeah. Not a single person has put that one dollar in your hand. So they're all privy to the knowledge mm-hmm. that you have place this there oh and it's also when i'm like fully aware i want to be a stand-up comedian so during the tours i'll be like i heard this joke on comedy central the other day and then i will do one of my jokes i've that's written like, that's like when you see that's those- so funny no it was, they were like oh how did that make it on tv I'm like i'm like i know it stinks but that's also like those videos that you see of the flight attendants that do their own spiel for oh, like yeah, the for safety videos yeah. and it's pretty great but I'm more interested in your Papa John legacy because you put on your name tag. Papa Brooks. I put, <laughs> I made it Papa, you, I've got, 
I, I got into the um, to the the label maker one day. Yeah, and, but he also uh, he drank the Kool Aid and he was all into the Papa John. Oh, so it. well, anything you're after the cave was fantastic. I loved working at Papa John's. Everybody there was a character, but uh, yeah, I was Papa Brooks. I got in the label maker and I labeled everything like. Computer, and then I went through the keyboard and I lab- labeled like the A button A and the, like, <laughs> the B button B. So where my manager came in, he's like, "What the hell?" I was like, "Now we know what the keys mean." <laughs> and, uh, he was like, "This is just blatant, you not working." Yeah, um, but yeah, too I, much free time. I wasn't there the day oh Papa John swung in. He just, you know, he's like, he's in Dubuque. He's like, let's go check out my store. He's a wild card. Yeah, he had to step down because he's a crazy uh, right-wing psychopath drunk. Yeah. Um, type in drunk Papa John. Y- you're welcome. It's an amazing Google image search. Wait, he's not the guy in all the commercials? He's not? No, he he's... was. They took him he's... out. He's out. Oh, I didn't know this. He blamed, oh, because he... he's a crazy alcoholic Cla- and crazy, crazy right-wing wing psychopath oh, who I didn't blamed know uh, players not standing in the NFL ruining his sales low, low pizza sales oh yeah really that took him down <laughs> that's that plus years of alcoholism, alcoholism. yeah okay where yeah. He's just, it's great there's um, <laughs> some great google images of him with obvious like college frat boys yeah and he's like barely being held he's mm. being weakened at bernie by like two yes, drunk college it's true. Frat boys. <laughs> it's yeah. at the university of louisville because wow. it's like papa john stadium yeah and he just goes there and just gets just rocks and rolls with the college kids yeah. um, wow but he came in to our store, just poked his head in, said hi to everybody. I guess was not, I mean, was nice. Uh, and then the next day at school, uh, my friend Brian, who'd got me the job, was like, oh my God, oh my God, Papa John, he came to the store last night and it honestly ruined like a week of my life because I was like, <laughs> I could have met a celebrity. You're like, crushed. I was, I was crushed. Yeah. It's, it, this is in Dubuque, Iowa. We don't have rock stars rolling through every day. <laughs> I know, but it is, it's bizarre because I think about like Chili's and Applebee's and Olive Garden. And all of the Mr. Hits. Applebee's never yeah. showed up. That's what I'm saying. There's no face to any of <laughs> yeah, those chains. And so Probably Papa John's has for a the face. Best. Yeah. Yeah. That's why they're like, we don't get a ruined reputation because we don't have an actual human being yeah. terrible in the world. Yeah. I mean, KFC had Colonel Sanders, who was just a, literally a crazy person who they, he was a Kentucky <laughs> Colonel and then made everyone call him for real Colonel for the rest of his life. And now every celebrity is playing him. Yeah. yeah. Which, I saw Wayne Knight as the colonel the other night wait no he died a long time ago i thought wayne newman yeah he died can someone research this i think he died like i'm i'm five or six years ago newman didn't no wayne wayne knight no you're you're incorrect we're finding out right now i'm like (laughs) almost jack checking this right now but also didn't your mom oh he's still alive all right in fact i'm gonna i'm gonna google wayne knight brooks is just (laughs) Colonel spewing, Sanders spewing gossip and conspiracy hey, theories. It's part of our Michael Rappaport podcast love. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't fact check. No, I told uh, Brooks how we talked to Josh Peck, who knew uh, Michael Rappaport in New York, and how like they had kindred spirits because they're both like New York Jews. That would well, like- you don't understand the wave of relief that is going through my body right now. I've been living thinking when Ni- Wayne Knight has died for a long time. I yeah. watched Jurassic Park not that long ago. I was like, oh man, he's dead. No, he's not. No, what he's, made he's you still think alive. he died? Somebody, Who else do you think has died? Somebody died that um, I, I assumed was that dead. you really like. Some, like another comedian, yeah, it was, a, you, it was another, char- another character actor who had like lost a bunch of weight. 
All right, let's talk about um, another walking corpse, Tommy Wiseau. Okay. Oh, yeah. Ooh, I've met Tommy Wiseau. A lot of people have. I have a picture. Jack I'll show Barrett, you a picture. Jack, oh, so Jack and I met at My Dumb Channel, and Jack was producing the live show that we had with YouTube at the time. And I didn't even realize till you told me a few months ago that you he was would, a guest. He was a guest on the show with Beth Hoyt, mm-hmm. month, like a few months into. like And Gabe Delahaye. You know Gabe Delahaye? He came and co-hosted. Maybe. That. He's yeah, a, he's like stand-up with Max uh, Silvestri and all those Oh, guys. yeah, he's great. Yeah. Uh, but he, yeah, Tommy was always there. And and Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. Yeah. and That's oh. how Grace and I say hi to each other, like, almost daily. Oh, hi, Grace. <laughs> oh, hi, Brock. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hi, Ghost. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, but I still haven't brought myself to watch the James Franco acceptance speech where Tommy tries to take the mic. It's awkward. Oh, it's great. Also, um, can we talk about how you tried to get me a Christmas present off of Tommy Wiseau's website? I told them all last week that I don't know if the jacket's ever going to come. Yeah. It's supposed to come <laughs> with a free watch and a free DVD. Uh, he took my money for sure. <laughs> but, and there's a confirmation email that the money got accepted to his website, but no confirmation on whether any shipping has happened yeah, with this jacket. He's busy. He's, he's, he's running around. He's busy. Fake winning awards via James Franco. Yeah, he's running. He's running amok. He's too busy to ship out. Okay, but jackets. He, here's a, a question. There he is. I, I found it on my Instagram at Jack Ferry on Instagram. There we go. Get it? There's not just selfies. It's Tommy Wiseau and Jack Ferry selfies. Oh hi, Jack. <laughs> okay, but here's a real question for you, Brooks Whelan. If you had one day in Los Angeles with Tommy, just the Ooh, two of you. Great question. He, he was like, "Hey, Brooks, take me around for the do day. It. You got to do it with the voice." Hi, <laughs> Would you take me around for the day? <laughs> Anything you want. <laughs> well, it sounds like I'm going to have sex with him. No, that's how he says everyone. Yeah. Anything you want. Well, oh, my God. Well, have you need? Oh, yeah. my God. Anything you want, you know. If you what? showed up just now to this podcast, you're like, they're doing a racist accent. But we're not. Yeah. It's no, Tommy we're doing- Yeah, no, he's Tommy from the USA. Out. It's New Orleans. He's New Orleans. from he's Louisiana. From New Orleans. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's say Louisiana you had... Accent. Let's say you had a... Free day, money is no option, uh, location is no option, and you just had a day, 24 hours to spend with Tommy Wiseau, what would you do with question. him? Um, I, w- I would just, oh gosh, I would, I would I would, watch the room with him first. Well, he would probably suggest that first. And I would I would agree, and I would be like, tell me everything. Mm-hmm. Um, t- I want to know your- You want a running director's commentary. Yeah, I would love a director's commentary. <laughs> oh, yeah, live yeah, commentary. And mm-hmm. then afterwards, I think I would spend the day being like, oh, my stomach hurts. And <laughs> Hang out in the bathroom on the phone. I wouldn't want to hang like, out with him. And I, what would I do with Tommy? He sounds very okay, difficult. Here's my, you have to have a, in my opinion, okay, an activity. Okay, I can't run away. Okay, all right. No, but you have to have an activity. Oh, so my, so if, you're, if you're handcuffed, Tommy so was there for the day. Just give you a suggestion, okay. give you a jumping off point. My instincts go Dave and Buster's with Tommy Wiseau. That's so funny you said that. I had the same thought. Yeah. You I just feel like need he'd be really good at skee-ball. But you also need something that doesn't require a conversation. Sure. Uh, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Speaking of skee-ball, Grace was there, but John Oliver is the best skee-ball player of all time. Really? Oh, yeah. He can't be beaten. Oh, really? It's extremely He's frustrating. He's from England. Yeah. yeah they have is, it there? The, He's it's good a sport at, of darts in that country. He's good at these types of games. Oh. Either way, it was-, it Par- was Parlor games. If you want to see an amazing video of John Oliver being fantastic at skee-ball, it's no, on your Instagram. I was on my story. I didn't put it on the gram. Because I felt, no, I felt that it might be a breach of, uh, you know, 
Like I was like, oh, friend this contract. is a friend. Yeah, this is a friend contractor. Um, but the story was funny. Either way, he hit a hundred. He needed a hundred to. He needed fifty to tie or a hundred to win. And he went for the hundred. He went for the hundred and, and got it. it. And wow. I was crushed. Yeah. And then Grace saw us just play uh, Connect Four intensely for like an hour. It was yeah. <laughs> it's it like, was just like two, two master chess players. Literally two Bobby <laughs> Fishers staring each other down and looking at the board. In the back, we're all drunk playing pool. It's oh, it's great. literally New Year's Eve day, and we're all like, "Yay, wow. 2018, getting drunk!" And this bar that's the only one open <laughs> in Baltimore, and these two psychopaths are in the corner like. One of them's going to die if they don't win this game. Yeah, I, wow. I was like so mad at. I was like, "Look, John, I understand you're smarter than me, but you're not <laughs> connect four to give con- than me. Yeah, to give context, Brooks open for John Oliver uh, in a bunch of comedy shows over Christmas. New and Year's, New Year's. It was really fun. We all we traveled all over the East Coast. Was, yeah, and Grace was there. It was super fun. But then either way, it was super fun. Was- and and but also just a testament that you guys have the same brain, where you're both extremely competitive in terms of outsmarting each other like if you guys but were both he's on Survivor, smarter than me but you don't <laughs> fully believe that that's why you compete against it because sure. you're like what if i'm smarter than the smartest man that i think exists in the universe right now okay well, well i got i gotta know who won the game of connect four he beat me like three games out of four i just need and I, it was after the four after i won the fourth game i was like i can go home and sleep now because like, you, you got it one. wasn't a I need it wasn't it, a fluke it wasn't a clean sweep yeah uh either way Tommy, me and Tommy Wiseau, I don't know, I think like going to the Hollywood Cemetery with him and having him just like explain famous people would be fun. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. If you if you countered it and said, you give me a tour of Hollywood. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> show me, show me, the, show, show me the real Hollywood, you, Tommy. I would say let's uh, let's get a TMZ bus, just me and Tommy. I'll let him drive and he gives me the grand tour of Hollywood the way he sees it and knows it. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah, also that's... an opportunity to do something that would be like, if I die doing this, it would be really embarrassing. But if I die doing this with Tommy Wiseau, they'll only talk about how Tommy Wiseau died doing it. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> that's like a that's a great way to think about death. But you're like, if I died on this flight right now. Oh, this I think would, about this constantly. This would be awful. But if Tommy Wiseau was here, I'd be okay with this. Yeah, because no death. one's no one's going to care about if me I at died, that point. Yeah. <laughs> if I died playing go-karts, this would be really like shitty. But if I died playing go-karts with Tommy Wiseau, that's pretty okay. Yeah. That, I was on a plane with John Oliver that had a diverted flight one time, like where it goes to land. Oh, yeah. You told me about and this, which like, I've never heard of before. Oh, explain it happens. What, wait, yeah. explain what this up. is. So the plane is like, we're going into land and then it was just a hard pull up. Like a hard, just like. Which is what you went. see in movies. Because like, otherwise the, it would have tipped. It was like. It a, happens it was, a lot. Yeah. I've been on I've two never planes that it's had. It's happened to me too. It's but scary. Wait, do they explain it to you when it's happening? They or would you just, just tell us like strong winds. We're going to come do it again. Because you don't want to land on the wing. That's you, that's almost always why. Right. But I, in the moment that it's happening, when the plane pulls up, are no, they No, they're not talking to you because they're busy flying the plane. It's, yeah. It is scary. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's and what I'm I was saying. Just, I was just like, well, th- I w- it'll just be like, John Oliver died. And I'd be like, he sold did Brooks. You know, <laughs> and a lot of other nice people, probably. <laughs> yeah. You're a footnote in that story. Oh, for sure. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Yeah. Well, that's why I was saying something embarrassing. So if you're going to like, like, I don't, it'd be really embarrassing if I died bungee jumping. No. But if I died bungee jumping with Tommy Wiseau, it'd be like, well, where they're were, not going to talk about me. Yeah. Where, <laughs> I, f- I forget where we were, Grace. We were somewhere and you were like, I don't want to, like, we were in Australia or something. And you're like, don't get eaten by a shark. And I was like, well, that's the way to die if you're oh, going yeah, to die. yeah, we were talking about like. Swimming and sharks and all that. Yeah, yeah you're like, well, I don't want to go out there. Sharks. I was like, that, that's if I'm gonna go, uh, let's, that is a good let's way have to a go. shark get me. 
Yeah, but you say that about bears and camping and all that too. That's what I mean. That's how I want to go. Is bears like, scare me? After seeing Grizzly Man, bears scare the shit out of me. Yeah, no, I've I when I camp like alone, I sleep with a knife, and I'm like, this will save me. Yeah, I sleep with a bat in my house. So, yeah, you do. It works out. And mace. I sleep with a, a bear mace specifically, which I don't understand why it's different than human mace, but you it's called bear, bear mace. mace. You have two tasers and a bat. Yeah, so don't wow. come for me, anyone. <laughs> Jeez. I, and I have a dog that will ruin oh, your yeah. life. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and you have a dog that... Like, it, did she ever tell you about the time I met Goose? The last time I ever was in the first... The first and only time oh. that Jack Ferry's ever met Goose, she... Tried to eat me. Went more nuts <laughs> than any human Whoa. I've ever introduced her to before. Uh, it's my raw masculinity. Yeah, she was, she was very offended threatened. by it. <laughs> yeah, she was, she was. She saw it as toxic masculinity, and she got very offended. I think that Goose to is- be fair, I was mansplaining you at the time. Yeah, and you were <laughs> manspreading. You were doing all of it. I was it. doing all the mans. Yeah, I think she's mellowed out, but that's just me. Sure, she has peaks because and she knows you now. Yeah, but that's I, why I feel like she's mellowed out. I think she's good to go now. <laughs> I hope that you're. Seems I like hope you're I right. I paid you to say that. No, it's one. mostly me trying to convince Grace that we should we could have friends over to her house to have. And a barbecue. I'm like, no, we can have friends, but Goose will go in boarding. Like, there's. I no- do. I do feel slightly responsible for that. But everyone because does- ever since that happened, she's been very cautious about having people over while Goose is home. Well, no, it's, I mean it's way bigger picture, but she it's something that I'm like, this is a thing. This is an animal I don't trust. And I'm the only person that can touch this thing. <laughs> sure. So why would I ever put anyone else in a situation where they presumably could be offended or affected by anyway, this thing? She's a treat and she's got into a new thing where she break dances. Yeah, <laughs> she loves to dance on her back. It's really cute. Um, speaking of dancing, let's talk about Guy Fieri for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, we were just watching you do a stand-up bit last night. I did a stand-up, but well, you were with me, and actually, you got your whole Grace Army to flip out on me from this. Oh, right, I forgot about this. Yeah, you okay, got so, thousands and thousands so, of people okay. to comment lies Here, on my Instagram. Yeah, this is where I finally like really appreciated the value of the internet. But um, so we were in New York City over the holidays, uh, and yeah, we, we went won- to an Iowa football game at Yankee Stadium. It was fun. Yeah, cool. it was freezing, super fun. But then we. The next night, we were just like, what do we do in New York? We're just trying to figure out. It was, it was, it so, was so cold. cold yeah. It mm-hmm. was so freezing. And we we're just like, what do we do? And our phones, both of our phones were dying. Because so they we, froze. And we'd seen I, Tanya early in the day. And right. it, like we liked it so much, it ruined go, seeing another movie. Right. So both sure. of our phones were at like 2%. So we couldn't even research like great bars, good restaurants to go to, things to do in New York. Even though uh-huh. we both lived there. Right. Like my brain was frozen. I couldn't figure. I was like, what did I do here? Yeah. When it's that cold, your brain just stops but working. Also, I lived in Brooklyn so I realized like most of my time was spent either hanging out in Brooklyn or at the People's Improv Theater so there was sure. no real like I yeah and I only hung out at comedy clubs and I was like I don't want to or go to SNL. stand up and yeah, so, or like, 30 Rock right yeah. so you, there's like, I'm like let's not go near either of those <laughs> right and so eventually we settled on uh, let I had been to Guy Fieri's restaurant in Times Square before sure. and so we were like let's go there it's gonna be stupid we went there and it was like empty as it was super empty. It's a massive, it's massive huge restaurant. On like 44th Street, right in the middle of Times Square. It's like Square. right by this, like the Sony PlayStation Theater. Yeah. yeah. It's so yeah, big. It's so big for a restaurant, not even in New York, in the suburbs, it would be considered a huge restaurant. Sure. Yeah. And so we go there and it's massive, but also like totally empty and just like 
I was like, this must be the end of the night because servers, it, it was only like 10 o'clock. There was trash everywhere. And I was like, uh. I know from working at restaurants that at the end of the night, you're like, I'll fucking fix this. As soon as my shift is over, I'm not going to clean up as I go. Yeah, so your was like, side work. Yeah, I was like, they must just be at the end of their night. Right, and so then, we're, we're eat, eating at the bar. Somebody recognizes Grace. They come over. They bought us a shot. Yes. This they, bartender comes over so and goes, nice. goes, the guy over there bought you guys this shot. And then he comes over. He's so sweet. We find out he's was an employee of the restaurant. It was uh -huh. his last day. Oh. He watched the video. So he sent Brooks and I <laughs> a, a shot and was telling us that that Sunday, this is like Friday, that the Guy Fieri restaurant was closing because yep. it went bankrupt. That's right. We had no idea we did about not this know. at all. So Brooks in his brain was like, well, if it's, and we talked to him, he's super nice, really sweet guy. And then uh, we leave and Brooks is like, I stole the menu because <laughs> if it's closing, I'm taking the menu. Sure, yeah. little, but he's like, take a little a memento. Yeah. yeah. But he's like, take a photo of me in front of the restaurant and I'll hold the menu. And I took a photo yeah. <laughs> and then he posted it on his Instagram. And I saw it later in the night because we decided to go keep the culture rolling. And we went to Dave and Buster's right after. <laughs> yeah. And wow. we closed down Dave and Buster's. Yeah, oh, it was super God, fun. God. So it was just like a real, you know, standard New York City we, night. And then we got all, we like <laughs> used all of our tokens to get mood bouncy rings. Mood, mood rings and mood rings. Yeah. Which I wore for a while. Uh, you wore them through the whole time that you were with John Oliver. Who I hadn't seen in a long time, and I never brought it up. And I was and like, he, he thinks I'm up. into rings now. <laughs> yeah. uh, but either way. So either I way, post he, he posts this photo of him uh, in front of <laughs> Guy Fieri's restaurant holding the menu, being like, I learned, uh, I knew Guy Fieri's restaurant was closing, <laughs> so I stole a menu. And I was like, you didn't know. We just happened to be there and found yeah. out from an ex-employee that it was closing. This is a lie that uh, you were uh, posting. Right. There mm -hmm. was no, we literally were going bar to bar, not knowing what to do in New York and settled on going to Guy Fieri's restaurant. And you're yeah. posting this as if this was our master plan. Sure. And so I asked everyone that uh, follows my Instagram story and Snapchat story to write lies on his <laughs> Oh, post. no. Yeah, and it's thousands. Right, but There's the just thousands of comments that just says lies. That you are a liar. <laughs> lies. I can't believe you would lie to us. But the best part That's is so that in funny. between like 2,000 lie comments, his mom commented, Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, your poor mom uh, must see this oh. and be like, what did my son do? Yeah. And then I have to I have to build him back up. By yeah. saying, Maybe I hope you're having a good day. Like, just, and then you're a liar, liar, liar. Uh, yeah, yeah. At least they didn't call you a thief, which you actually were. Oh, yeah. No. But, it, but also the kid that bought us the shot was stealing a bottle of uh, like Grey Goose on yeah. the way out. Yeah. He was like, he was like, I'm taking this. I'm taking he, it. Was he was great. perfect. It he was, was great. It was really so good. That's um, so funny. But also your mom never texted you or anything to be like, what's going on with this? My Instagram? brother commented and I haven't even told him about it. Like a, like a few days ago, he must have gone through it. And then he just commented lies? Question mark. Because <laughs> <laughs> you don't know the context. It's just, yeah, he's it's like, oh, lot. my brother has thousands of comments on one photo. And <laughs> yeah. it's all screaming that he's a liar. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a confusing uh, social media post. But that is a sign of the times for social media so what fun yeah and i think you were fed up with how i do stand up and i'll bend the truth and you're like enough's enough <laughs> i was like i'm calling you out <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna be this, the is I, this is where this is i take my stand at guy fieri's yeah. restaurant yeah. <laughs> yeah i'm the katie kirk of this social media post yeah. we're gonna get to the truth uh we're gonna get to more of the truth in a second we'll be right back with more of burke's wheeling on not too deep and your questions via twitter see you soon not, 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 
deep. Support for today's show comes from our good buddies at Squarespace. I love these guys. We both do because they've been like sponsoring our show from the very beginning. They've been huge supporters of ours. Mm-hmm. So got, listen, are you ready to start your new business? Make it stand out with Squarespace. With beautiful templates created by world-class designers, Squarespace makes it easy to turn your idea into a new and unique website. But Jack, what if I want to showcase my work? Can I do that there? Yes, you can. What about a blog? Absolutely. Publish my content? Not only can you publish content, you can even sell products and services of all kinds. Whoa, but what about customizing everything from look and feel to settings and products? It's so funny you mentioned it because you can absolutely do that with Squarespace. And it's optimized for mobile right out of the box. I love that. Perhaps I could use Squarespace's analytics to help me grow in real time, question mark? It's funny that you mention it because not only can you do that, but there's also nothing to install patch or upgrade ever. Okay, but what if I have a question? Well, good news. Squarespace's award-winning 24-7 customer support is there to help. Whoa, it's as if destiny is calling. It says you need a new website. (sighs) Make it with Squarespace. And I love these guys, not just because they've been supporting us from the get-go, but I use Squarespace to build my now multiple websites uh, for uh, the many podcasts that I do. And let me tell you, it's super easy to update. And if I can do it, surely you guys can. Truly. So head to squarespace.com for your free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code GRACE, G-R-A-C-E, to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com, offer code GRACE. Not, not too deep. Wow, Grace, you look very well rested. How dare you be so kind? Thank you. I am. Is that because you got a um, very comfortable mattress in your home? Uh, it, yes. Yes, it's directly related to that. And guess what? They're How weird, coincidental, that they're the sponsor of this week's podcast. Oh, my goodness. That's crazy. Let me guess. It must be a Casper mattress. It is a Casper mattress. If you guys do not know or are unfamiliar with, Casper is a sleep brand that continues to revolutionize its line of products to create an exceptionally comfortable sleep experience one night at a time. And here's the thing, guys. They have three mattress models Whoa. Now. They've got the original Casper mm-hmm. and the Wave Ooh. and the Essential. Casper mattresses are perfectly designed to soothe and cradle your natural geometry. Who doesn't want to be soothed and or cradled or both? Yeah, and it's got a very breathable design that lets you sleep cool and regulates your body temperature throughout the night, which I think that dog that's barking could definitely use. Yeah, if you uh, <laughs> if you were sleeping next to a dog right now that's barking like that, it wouldn't matter. You'd be so comfortable in your Casper mattress that you'd sleep right through it. You wouldn't even know what we're talking about right now. That's right. The fun thing, too, and this is a magic trick that I still can't get over, is that it's delivered to your door in a small, how do they do that, size box with free shipping and returns in the U.S. and Canada. And you can be sure that your purchase is going to be the best night of sleep that you've got because you've got a hundred nights to try out this mattress and you can sleep on it for a hundred nights risk-free because after 99 nights, if you decide, I don't like it, you can send it back. That's great. A hundred nights. A hundred nights. It's over three months. And here's a fun fact that I never realized. Uh, You spend one third of your life sleeping. 
Yeah. So, so you, why not make it comfortable? Yeah, exactly. Um, I can speak to this because I do sleep on a Casper mattress and it is so insanely comfortable. And as an adult, Casper ma- or mattress shopping in general is weird and confusing. Agreed. And you don't know. It makes you wonder, how did my parents get a mattress for me growing up? How did this happen? This is hard. But they make it so easy. And like I said, the box gets delivered to your door and you say, I think I've been pranked. This There can't possibly be a mattress in this box. <laughs> Are these just the sheets? Yeah. And then you roll it out and then it just sort of like grows in front of your eyes <laughs> into this like amazing looking thing and it is so insanely comfortable i think i've been sleeping on a casper mattress for like the last three years or so wow that sounds yeah. like a pretty comfortable mattress and it's great i'm still alive so it's doing great work for me well if you want to be like grace you can start sleeping ahead of the curve with casper yes get 50 dollars towards a select mattress by visiting casper c-a-s-p-e-r.com slash grace g-r-a-c-e and use grace at checkout, that's casper.com slash grace. Offer code grace for $50 off your mattress purchase. We're back with Yay. the Brooks Whelan. Yeah, because there's so many people with that name. Brooks, <laughs> Patrick, Whelan, the first. The first, that's true, yes. You're named after what baseball player? Brooks Robinson. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, the people that listen to this podcast, I guarantee 90% of them are unfamiliar with that. Who I think is still alive. But might be dead. <laughs> yeah, you have a funny story because your dad named all you and your brothers after um, just athletes that he admired. Yeah, my brother's name's Brett after George Brett, and then he, my other brother's name is his real name is James. That's my dad's real name. But then my mom was like, "I don't want to call him Jim Junior. We already live in the woods. Like that's pretty <laughs> yeah. like so." Um, he went by his middle name Brad, and then my dad had to make it up. That he was like, you're named after Phil Bradley, uh-huh. um, who's another third baseman. And he's like, so I named you all after third baseman. But in reality, he had to make it up later. So, so. It's, all, it's all third baseman that you're Yeah, my with. dad was a third baseman. And, uh, oh, oh, he was. And he his, was. Oh, okay. He, he played like in college. You don't have, have a Schmidt? Uh, no, he doesn't like Robin Schmidt that much. because I was going to say Mike Schmidt. Mike Schmidt. That's what I mean. Sorry. I don't know who I'm thinking about. Robin Yount or something. I don't know. Uh, he doesn't like Mike Schmidt that much. Because like there's argue like they argue over who's the best him or George Brett and my dad's a Kansas City guy, uh, um, but Mike Schmidt's great. But you and your brothers grew up wrestling and not playing baseball, right? Yeah, we weren't good at baseball. Well, I wasn't good at baseball, um, and neither was my other brother, my oldest brother, but my middle brother was. It's weird. Who who knows? But my dad would take us to baseball card shows mm-hmm. and then literally use me as like a prop yeah. to be like. <laughs> Hey, Brooks Robinson. His name is Brooks, too. Can we have tickets to an Orioles game? And uh, Brooks Robinson is rad. And he said, yeah. And it worked. Wow. Yeah, I was actually having drinks with my friend last night. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about how baseball players used to have to go do baseball card shows. Yeah, sure. that's like a Larry David episode. Curb your enthusiasm. He's waiting in line to get the like baseball card signed. Baseball players are so rich now. Like, it's like... They were belts. Imagine, yeah, they were belts. Imagine Derek Jeter needing to make money. Yeah, so he insane. goes to Toledo, Ohio to wait in line, to have people wait in line so he could sign stuff and make, you know, like $5,000. Yeah, that's like, crazy. Instead, he just marries J-Lo and yeah. it all works out. Did he? Yeah, they're dating big time. Okay. Yeah. He holds her I son. heard he's dead and I'm positive. Derek Jeter is not dead. <laughs> I know, I'm joking. I thought you were telling us that you're positive Stop for a disease. No, I was like, no, what? I'm joking, I'm joking. Um, okay, we're going to get into some Twitter questions in a second. Before we do, I'm going to ask you the two questions I ask every single guest that's on the podcast. Okay. And the first is, who, alive or dead, would you most want to throw cold spaghetti at? Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, 
I guess I, I mean, this is just proof that I don't listen to your podcast. This is, uh, yeah, this is, <laughs> this is basically just a test. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, These, I can be like, I ask every single guest this. Yeah. Uh, um, so you must have your answer all queued up. Yeah. Uh, who would I throw cold spaghetti at? I mean, the people I don't like, I'm not going to say. Uh, mm-hmm. So it has to be somebody I respect. Um, oh, see, every person has a different train of thought for how they would approach Well, I don't want to make enemies. Right, but some people would like it, so people take it in different regards. Yeah, um, I guess I would throw it at, I don't know, I think uh, uh, FDR could have used a little pizzazz in his life. All right. (laughs) Franklin Delano Roosevelt? (laughs) Yeah, I bet he he was all bumming out with having polio and stuff, and then out of nowhere, (laughs) hit him with cold spaghetti and world war ii's happening and he's just like mad but then it was the tension he needed to get just a, a laugh a that quick day. giggle a quick yeah. giggle just he's like what the fuck i'm i can't barely walk and i'm fighting this war and we're on the brink <laughs> of total world domination by nazis all right that got me yeah. i got cold spaghetti. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, just a quick giggle yeah i needed that today you know what yeah Let, let's take today the rest of the day is off everybody yeah <laughs> No, I'm gonna go. no war today. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to go ride around in a car and pretend like I can walk. That's fair. Totally yeah. fair. And if any of you wanted a quick history lesson, you got it there. Oh, uh, yeah. We got, I got, I got upset with you on a plane recently. <laughs> oh, I don't like the start of this story. Uh, <laughs> we were watching Dunkirk. And, oh, because uh, I wasn't prepared mentally to watch Dunkirk. Yeah, but that's a very intense movie. Just, I hear she, it is intense. And in the, in the movie, the English people and the French people aren't getting along. So, and, um, it's there's no Americans in it, so it is confusing over which war it is. Uh, and if you're not given any information, which Grace was given none before, and I, li- I also it up. this is a plane ride back home for the holidays, which I drank heavily before because I am mentally preparing to go home going, for the holidays. You're going to the place that gave you the anxiety you carry in your life, exactly. The epicenter. It's your Mordor of anxiety. So on top of that, we watch Dunkirk on a plane that has turbulence the whole time. That oh. feels like we're in a fucking Universal Studios ride the whole time. Yeah. So and, there's many layers to this story. And also Dunkirk, if you have, haven't seen it, it's fantastic, but it, it, there's not... It's beautiful. There's not much... N- there's, uh, no, narr- there's no narrative there's really. N- there's the so, screenplay is like seventy pages because it's all visual. There's not oh, a lot cool. of talk. There's no story, and they didn't give Harry Styles enough lines, yes. in my opinion. Okay, and it just drops you in and takes you out. There's no. This is what's happening. This is the end. So Grace was like, "Why are the English and the French fighting?" And I'm like, "They're not, but they are in the in the scene. They're not. They're not getting along." Um, mm-hmm. So you're like, you're like, what what was going on? And then uh, I was like, "It's World War II. And then you're like, "Who is that between?" And I was just, I was like. How dare you? Like, what? I was not there to talk about history. No, I know. But then I was like, in my brain, I was like, how could I be friends with someone who does not know who World War II was between? Yeah. And then I we, went got, to college. we got into a tiff um, about it. The answer just, is usually the Allies versus Germany to most of those questions, yeah. though. No, it, it was. Both World Wars. Well, it wasn't your fault at all. You were just like, you weren't into Dunkirk. I really was pushing it on you. It sounds like you were stressed out. Maybe you're stressed from the travel and you were taking it out. I was loving Dunkirk and I was just (laughs) frustrated that I didn't feel like Grace was enjoying it as much as I was. Either way, great story for the podcast. Glad everyone knows it now. (laughs) No, that's that's not a negative thing. It's a weird movie to jump into. Uh, Yeah. uh, Go to Dunkirk.com slash Grace and get your discount code on watching (laughs) Dunkirk. It's really great. Okay. The other question that I ask every single guest on the podcast is to tell us your worst Pants shitting story or close call, but you can only use three words or small phrases. So mine okay. is college jogging front lawn. 
oh, okay, I guess target, uh, <laughs> target three times. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh All man. Right. Okay. Yeah. No follow-up questions. It's uh, just happened in Target a couple times. I, to be fair, yeah, a lot you're not the first person that's had a Target bathroom experience. Um, which has a bathroom. Right. Which is ironic. No, that's where you that's go throw li- your underwear. Yeah, that's where you that, their garbage cans are specifically underwear in those bathrooms. Oh, I got a different one. Applebee's perfect margarita. <laughs> <laughs> now you just sound like the marketing team for an Applebee's drink menu right uh, yeah. now. No, yeah, yeah. Tell us your perfect pants shitting story. Applebee's perfect. I margarita. didn't say perfect <laughs> pants shitting story. <laughs> Worse. I think you're. Uh... I was on tour with my friend, and we both thought it'd be funny to get drunk on those. <laughs> and then the next day, we both shit our pants. All right. Oh my god. Se- well, at separate times. I definitely didn't ask for the actual <laughs> oh story, but thanks for providing it. That's great. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, okay, now we have a segment called This is Curious, where we look back at something you've posted online that seemingly is confusing to us, and we would love your context okay. on it. So this is a tweet you posted um, mm. that says, well, this is a new low for a joke idea I don't remember writing down. <laughs> I can't understand how I thought this might make sense. And then you attached a screen grab of your uh, notes folder, and it reads, read obituaries, they don't get awards. I mean, I think it's pretty self-explanatory. Okay. I don't know. And that's, this is at 4 p.m., so you're, it's not like late in the middle no, of the night or anything. that's when I'm reading what I'd written the night before. So you, it was like you were up at night and you're like, this is a funny joke. I, I need to write it down. was definitely drunk and like had said something that really got me. Okay. And I put like when I come up, when I think of something funny, I'll put it in my notes section. And then the next day, you almost always, I would say 99 times out of 100, I can understand what I was talking about. And I don't know how read obituaries they don't get awards could possibly be funny. So that's what that is. And it was a low, um, this is not my best tweet. Uh, I'm glad you guys found this one. Yeah. This one up. yeah. Um, I also like that there are suggested words as if you just type this in mm-hmm. your notes section. So yeah. people are, the, your phone is telling you awards or do you mean any or along? So Yeah, read obituaries. They don't get along. That makes sense. That's yeah. that's actually... That might they be, don't get any. They don't get any, yeah. Love, I don't they know. They don't get any. I honestly looked at that for a long time and was like, I must have really thought this was funny because there's no spelling errors, so I wasn't that drunk. No, unless your autocorrect was really on point that day. Yeah. Also, your phone is at 82%, which is amazing. Yeah. Brooks Before is, in the afternoon? That's very impressive. Yeah, Brooks is a consummate two percenter. Yeah. Um, yes. All day. We are the two percent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but great. Thank you for that commentary. On yeah, I don't know. Program. I don't know what how that joke. <laughs> I don't know how it would have gone. <laughs> I don't. And I honestly thought about it for a long time. I was like, this. I must have really liked it. Well, read, tweet us your suggestions, guys. Yeah. Read yeah. Turn read this, what? Turn this into a joke. Read obituaries. They don't get awards. What could that mean? <laughs> Where is the joke? Where is the bit there? No yeah. one knows. Uh, I remember my PE teacher uh, in elementary school was like my favorite guy. He was so cool. Um, uh, 
I think it was Mr. Carlson. He was rad as heck. And then his side job was he wrote obituaries. Like, really? Because it's a small town. Yeah. And then he was wow. like, oh, he also writes the obituaries. I'm like, the coolest guy I know. But obituaries are submitted by the people. No one writes them. You Maybe write he them. He worked at a funeral parlor. <laughs> okay, I I'm like, the obituaries are submitted uh, by the loved one that lost someone that hmm. says, hey, well, newspaper, not, print this about this person. He worked at a, He did had something to do with funerals. And I was like, so, he's such a nice guy. He's a serial killer, is no, what you're saying. He's on not. This, on you this don't say that about Mr. C. <laughs> uh, speaking of serial killers, let's go to Twitter for some questions for Brooks Whelan, submitted by you guys that have inquiring minds. Um, our first question comes from Mackie Bees, and they want to know which guinea pig Instagram account is your favorite? Oh, boy. Do you follow guinea pigs oh, on Instagram? Yeah, I follow a lot of guinea pig accounts. I had, to, I had to do a purge the other day, to be honest. Brooks is a connoisseur of guinea pigs. It's a real... Did um, you have them growing up? Oh, yeah. Lots of guinea pigs. Xena was probably my favorite. Wait, Warrior give Princess? her a full name. Xena, Warrior Piglet. Um, <laughs> she was she was wonderful. But your stories of Xena, and you tell a lot of them in your stand-up, but they're so great that it's clearly like a boy that's sensitive growing up with yeah. two older, crazy brothers that has this outlet of this sweet, sensitive, soft thing that you Aww. would like put her in the backyard when clearly she's a oh, target. Oh, yeah. I would like, well, I would have the guinea pig Olympics, which I would <laughs> just like put her at the bottom of the stairs and then like time her. And then I would put like a carrot on each stair for to see how long it would take her to go up the stairs. But guinea pigs don't really, this one didn't move. So uh -huh. it, it, would, it would just be me shoving a guinea pig up the stairs. <laughs> Being like, whoa, somebody's really rocking and rolling today. Like, there's a, there's a new record for Xena. And, oh, you're um, doing color commentary. Oh, for sure. I would build a maze out of kindling. We had kindling, yeah. which is like the stuff you used to start. Not sticks. It would be blocks of wood and you'd chop them with a hatchet. We, oh, to start fires. To start yeah. fires, yeah. I would build a maze and put cheese at the end of it and be like, okay, Xena, figure it out. Like, <laughs> You also used to have her like in your backyard. You told me the story that made me laugh so I hard. I built a backyard pen for her. In out your of, tiny chicken, child brain, yeah, being like chicken wire. My yeah. animal will love being outdoors. She loves clovers. <laughs> I would get pick her clovers, and she would go to town in them. So I was like, I just let her live in the clovers. Uh, <laughs> and I lived out in the woods, like like deep in the woods. So it was just trees everywhere, no other houses. And I put her in the middle in a pen. And in her like instincts, she's like, this is where everyone who wants to eat me is. Like, yeah, sure. She's terrified. Tons of hawks everywhere. Like bald eagles lived like in like around. And so she would just freak out and like go hide in the shadows. And I'd be like, there's no clovers in the shadows. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was just me. I kept like putting her back in what her brain was. Terrible danger. Yeah, you kept putting uh -huh. her back into the Hunger Games. Yeah. And she was like, no, I yeah. have, I need to get to the wall. Yeah. That was Xena Warrior, Warrior Piglet. She was great. So yeah, I love guinea pigs. Uh, I like, uh, I guess, Sweet Olive and Little Mo are cute <laughs> for uh, my Instagram. They're cute. Yeah, we were we were both following Lady Pigford, uh, who is a really funny Instagram account out of the UK, somewhere in the UK. Yeah, she's funny, but she was posting. She also gets really mean on her. Yeah, she's like, this doof. This fucking bitch came yeah. home. And, like, yeah. she, wow. It, it crosses, but it's also this like 
UK sarcasm. Sure, very you know, dry. That's w- very much more direct. And so it's really funny and then sometimes feels like... She was posting a-, a lot. So I'd say Sweet Olive and Lil Mo right now are some faves. I Definitely my favorite hedgehog to follow oh, right. You're is a big Mr. Pokey. Mr. Pokey, P-O-K-E-E. Yeah. He's a German. German, yeah. I follow him. You didn't. He hasn't earned your follow yet. I'm still waiting. I think I've mentioned him in previous podcasts. <laughs> yeah. uh, he's a... It's You'll a, ask me. You go, what's Mr. Pokey up to? Right. Because it's a great, wonderfully curated hedgehog account. However, my biggest um, tiff is that the owner shows up too much. Yeah, uh, takes you like, the reality out. You of like it. to think that the animals are typing. I like to think that he, with his tiny arms, is typing his thoughts like, out. I'm here in Germany, but it's not. It's like here's Mr. Pokey in Germany, and they just hold him on his back where he's. But also, helpless. she shows up and she'll be like, "Here I am. I, we're going to do a Q and A," and I'm like, "I don't want that." Right. Anyway, um, that's really important information that everyone should know. Okay, Lil Lily wants to know if you had if you had to be any breed of dog, which would it be? Uh, I'd be a Lhasa Apso. I had a I had a Lhasa Apso named What's Phoebe that? growing up. It's like it's a cute. It's a, like a it's like a Shih Tzu, but it's not a Lhasa Lhasa Apso. Yeah, it's I had one growing up. Her name was Phoebe, and she was cute as heck. But she looks like a... Um, if you see them on like dog shows, they're the ones with really long fur. But we didn't ever... We never let her grow it out. We're like, shape, make her... Don't. I'm not going to brush her. Uh, <laughs> so she was just real cute. Lhasa Apso. It's the one you see that you're like... That is looks that like Kurt? a mop? It's like a mop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mel's got a picture. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's she like Gandalf great. as a dog. Yeah, that's a yeah. great way to put it. <laughs> yeah. But, I, but I would, I'm just saying that as a shout out to Phoebe... Rest in peace, Phoebe. And Rest from the peace. other world, she listens to this podcast constantly. Yeah. She leaves us ratings on iTunes, which you guys should all do, by the way. Leave us ratings. It's how people find our podcast. Phoebe <laughs> uh, has left a great one. Go check it out. How dare you? Okay. <laughs> Mayor Lachlan wants to know, what's the dirtiest thing you've said to your grandma or an elderly person? Oh, I, I feel don't like, know. well, this ties in line with the question I was going to ask you about just, we were talking earlier about hecklers at shows. And I feel like you are very hilarious about the way you handle hecklers. You have a really funny story about how a couple broke up in front of you at a show. Oh. Yeah, I watched a breakup while I was doing stand up one oh time. Oh my God. And this was, is the most insane story. Because I was doing stand up, but like, I, you can, if you do enough anything, you can put it in autopilot. Yeah. And I was like, whatever's happening here is I don't, more interesting. I don't remember the last 40 minutes of this podcast, exactly. to be frank. Yeah, no, <laughs> totally. You can just put it in autopilot. And I just watched them break up. Yeah. Um, so they were sitting front row at your show, and they were clearly row, talking the whole time. Front row. The girl was clearly intoxicated. She wouldn't stop talking. I was like, and I don't, look, I get it if you, you worked all week. I never get mad at hecklers. Um uh, only twice have I made people leave and it's because I'm like, would you be quiet? Or if you want to talk, you could go out and leave. Like, but that's also, what I yeah, said. And I, you're I, the, I don't engage. Right. And you're the voice of reason for everyone else there that's trying to trying have a to good enjoy time. the show. Yeah. And only twice. And it's the same thing both times. Somebody is like, well, you ain't making me laugh. And I'm like, then go. Yeah. Like, that's happened. You're wasting your own money and everyone else's experience. Yeah, that's happened like twice out of, uh, I don't know, thousands of shows. Mm-hmm. Um, but usually I'm just like, hey, you're talking. Yeah, you're on your phone. Don't sit in the front row if you're going to be talking on your phone. Right. Uh, you know, go to the back. You play on the, your phone go the whole the time. Go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Um, but she wouldn't stop. Then her boyfriend stormed out. And then she, I was like, what was that all about? I was like, you can go too. And she's like, no, I want to watch the show. And then she started laughing 
too hard. Like she was leaning in too hard. She was overly oh, compensating. Overly compensating. At, I was like, I'm not even doing a joke right now. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, and then I was like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna close with this bit. And she got up and left. And I was like, why choose now to leave? <laughs> yeah, this is the big joke. <laughs> no, not even the big joke. And I'm like, and you, like, you've sat here for 45 minutes. <laughs> sat here just, uh, just like it, so inauthentically laughing at everything for the yeah, last. Yeah, it was, it was, that was bizarre. Um. But the dirtiest thing I've ever said to my grandparents, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't see them often. Do, you, do I, they watch any of your stand-up or any of your comedy? Um, well, my grandma, Gert, um, she told me <laughs> she tried to watch my show, uh, meaning oh. Saturday Night Live. Um, but it yeah, was, if you guys didn't know, but Brooks it wasn't Freeland was for her. your show. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't she, for her. She goes, I should watch your show. It just wasn't for me. And I'm like, first of all, not my show. Uh, and, <laughs> and secondly, you're not wrong. Uh, <laughs> right. Um, so I don't know. I was just like, okay, so Grandma, funny. thank you for the attempted support. <laughs> She tried. I mean, she understood that you were on a show. She also said it was on too late, which is not. She's not wrong. Yeah. Saturday night. It's late. Eleven thirty. Yeah. Yeah. It's late. Well, it's ten thirty Central Time. She lives in Missouri. Still she's too cool. late. Uh, okay. a, tr- a, la- a girl tried to rob my grandma one time recently. What? Like Whoa. a girl came in with a gun. My grandma runs a t-shirt shop and she was like, give me all your money, you bitch. That's what she said to my like 80-year-old grandma. My 80-year-old grandma literally just grabbed the gun and was like, absolutely not. Wait, <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, okay, there's many things to unpack from this story. Your grandmother runs a t-shirt shop. <laughs> yeah, called. I, I think it's called T-Scene. Uh, it's in, does, but wait, it, does she actually live on the Jersey Shore? Because that's the only place I've ever seen a T-shirt shop. <laughs> no, she does like printing, like if you know, if you have like a school, like T-shirt press, yeah, yeah. If you have like a school, like so like a trophy shop, but for T-shirts, uh huh, totally. And uh, she's run it ever since my whole life. Um, so she does screen printing and all that. Yeah. So a woman came and tried to rob her, and my grandma just t- grabbed at the gun. And then, <laughs> wow. and then, and then instead of calling the nine one one, she called my aunt. Um, Patty and she goes Patty somebody's trying to rob me <laughs> so then Patty had to call the cops yeah I mean that sounds and then she right? moved locations and um, she moved locations because there was a bad part of the town I but guess also if you have a gun and you want to rob someone Whose first thought is the t-shirt shop has all yeah. the money? Yeah, I need exactly. to get Strange. it from the t-shirt but, shop. Yeah, Odd she, choice. Yeah, she, she moved locations to a new spot, like a new strip mall, and then a porn store opened next to it. <laughs> and everyone is like, oh gosh, grandma has a t-shirt shop next to the porn store, whatever. And then <laughs> I went and visited her and she was just like, did you see the porn shop next to it? Like, <laughs> yeah. So she's very, she's super funny. She's, Does she currently have that t-shirt shop? Still? Heck yeah, she works there every day. She, wow. What, can we shout out to it? What is it called? It's called T-Scene. I, I like, I look, okay. it's, in, it's in Jeff City. She's the best. And, Find um, T-Scene in she, Jeff City is next a, to the porn shop. She's a no bullshit lady and she's rad and her name's Gert. But uh, you can't call her Gertie. She gets mad if you call her Gertie. Because her name's Gertrude? Gertrude, yeah. yeah. Classic Gert. grandma name, Gert. Yeah. yeah, so she was born a grandmother, basically. <laughs> well, not in the 30s. Sure. There's a bunch of Gertz running around. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. Yeah, she's rad as heck. Um, so I don't know. Go she... support her business. Uh, support. Oh, yeah, Mel, Mel found, found the shop. Found it? Yeah. Yeah, it's great. TC. And I don't know what it stands for. It's had it my whole life. I, I have a Jeff's, I have a bunch of shirts from it. I wear a Jeff City, Missouri shirt. We should shirt. do some not too deep merch, maybe through TC. There you go. 
Yeah, can be I great. mean, I'll be honest. She's always busy, dude. Like, <laughs> she might not be able to squeeze us in. That's what I'm saying. I don't think she needs help. She's, she's, a, she's rocking and rolling over there. <laughs> yeah, she's busy dodging oh, gunshots. She, also, she thought she got robbed recently. Nope, just raccoons got in and ruined the place. <laughs> They got in through the uh, through like the air ducts and oh, just like man. she just came in. She's like, it was just ransacked, and I was like, oh, I got robbed at my new store. She's like, no, it was just raccoons everywhere. <laughs> I mean, Iowa is alive and well. This is in Missouri. This is Jeff City. Great, perfect. Yeah, Missouri, my alive and well. Parents grew up in Missouri, but then they thought this is there's too much happening. Uh, yeah. Let's get to <laughs> Iowa. Too much of a. I don't scene like the here. big city. Yeah, yeah. Let's get out of Missouri. Uh, it's too exciting. Too much culture. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. We have. Uh, okay. Half Brown Twenty Six wants to know any advice for not dying during midterms. Um. Uh, you have higher education, which sure. is um, slightly rare in the world of people that are creatives um, nowadays. Yeah. I was a biomedical engineer. Yeah, which wow. is yeah, which is bonkers that I don't think a lot of people I I know, but a lot of people don't know that you yeah you were a man of science for many years. Man, started, I was a full yeah I was a scientist. I was a real yeah yeah I did it for four years after college. I worked at you uh, studied heart valves. Yeah, I was a cardiovascular biomechanics major, and wow. then I worked on heart valves, and then got a job at like the top heart valve company. Mm-hmm. I, 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 so I grew up in you Iowa. You mean you made artificial heart valves? Yeah. Wow. I worked in, the, uh, it's That's called impressive. Edwards Life Sciences. It's a it's a great company. I was fired for completely reasonable reasons. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's one of the companies that uh, he had to be seen out of the building. Oh. Well, no, they asked. They were like, do you want to be escorted out? Because they're like, most people are embarrassed when they get fired. I was like, no way. I was high-fiving people. I'm like, I'm out. I got fired. Uh, oh. but, but also, wait, was this the lab that you started vining at? No, that was my next job. Okay. Uh, why, why did you get fired? Well, I just wasn't. I only used biomedical engineering as a way to get out of Iowa. So uh-huh. I was only looking for jobs in New York City and Los Angeles to pursue stand up. Yeah, because you were doing like open mics and stand up yeah, in, in Iowa, Iowa yeah. at the time. So I was I was like I and I found a job in Irvine, California. Mm-hmm. And so I would uh, I lived in um, Long Beach because I was like, that's in the middle of L.A. where I need to be for comedy and Irvine where I need to be to make money. Mm-hmm. So I drive to Irvine and then leave early and go do open mics in L.A. And um, I just really didn't care at all. And uh, oh, yeah. so you were fired for apathy. Yeah. And also I tweeted some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this yeah. is curious. Yeah, <laughs> I took a photo of my I got a new boss and we didn't get along because she didn't like how I was only there like four hours a day. Yeah. Wait, is this the That'll job where it. you and your coworker had a bet to see who could not use their computer the longest? Yeah, me and Jesse. You like when you have a this is see, this is the type of stuff we talk about on entry level. My yeah. podcast. Uh, <laughs> when you d- d- are at a job that you don't want to be at, you immediately can s- see the other people who don't want to be there and you become friends and allies Uh, and And then you also create these like games for each other to make the work day go faster how very jim halpert of you yeah Yeah. so jesse and i would see who could go longer without turning their computers on Uh and we're working in a workspace where everyone could see your computer sure so it's clearly (laughs) that's a great context uh and i went like a day and a half of just sitting at my desk (laughs) needing to turn your computer on and no one telling you ever like when people would walk by i'd like i'd like pretend to be on my calculator like Yeah, um, but I, I, I'm I t- doing the spreadsheet by yeah. hand. I took a photo of my boss. This is it was mean what I did, and I I post. She was like a larger woman, and I put it 
she was opening up the refrigerator in the break room and I tweeted, uh, looks like it's feeding time. And oh, um, no. yeah, no, it was mean. I'm not proud of it. Uh, but she was terrible. She'd always be like, you're late, you know, like, so when you she, were late. Yeah. yeah. So she was just being an actor. <laughs> she was just literally there looking out for the company's best yeah. interest. And, <laughs> I, and I was not having it. I'm like, this is just a stepping stone to my comedy career. <laughs> they don't realize that I'm using this. Yeah. So, yeah, I got I got fired for that where she showed me that tweet. Um, she'd like laminated it. I was like, oh boy. Well, laminating is a, uh, that's a big step. Yeah. yeah and when, that's the funniest part to me is she, we didn't have a laminator at work. So she went to like a kinko. Oh was like, my. Will you laminate this photo of me that says it's feeding time, please? I have to fire a kid. Wow. Wow. I was like 24. So it wasn't a kid. I was an adult man. Yeah. You were an adult man talking to an adult woman about the way she lived her life. And I probably did had you, 30 did, Twitter followers at the time. Did wow. you apologize? Oh no! I I, t- I told that chance. story on Jeez. television. Yeah, I was uh, so mad at her <laughs> for just holding you accountable. Yeah, I completely deserved it. Yeah, and then I got a job at, um, for a startup at, at Caltech where mm-hmm. I vined all day long. Yeah, Brooks was a big viner. That's, yeah, uh, yeah, he vined big time. I was an early. I hear, I hear Vine Point Two or whatever Vine Version Two is coming I out. I was soon. like a real early viner. Yeah, I was shocked. He showed me spent a night showing me all of his vines. And the vines didn't end. I was waiting to be like, okay, there's probably like 10 like good vines that he showed me. It was endless. And I was like, wow. so you're a viner. Yeah, I got like 10,000 followers like like within the first like week because it was so new. Yeah, sure. And I had a narrative. It was, I would, And I never collaborated or anything. Cause I, and then um, it was just me and harassing my coworkers. Yeah. But not harassing. There was like, they were exploiting. in on it. Exploiting. Yeah. There was a guy named Ramiro I liked, but didn't like me. I hated Craig. I thought John was whatever. Um, you created a basically like, based on reality, fictitious workspace. Yeah. And it was super fun. And then I, uh, I, I, I tried to vine once at SNL and they were like, don't do that. And I was like, okay, never mind. Sorry. <laughs> and then you wrote it off for the rest of your life. Um, this is kind of fitting. Okay, Merch wants to know what's the first joke you were proud of writing? Um, ooh, I remember the first joke that I was like, and that's how you do a joke. Uh, <laughs> was when Steve Irwin died. Um, uh, Stingray killed Steve Irwin. The crocodile hunter. Crocodile hunter, mm-hmm. exactly. And I was like, a stingray? That's like if the Marlboro man died, but from smallpox. Um, <laughs> which is a joke that I remember... <laughs> Being like, yes, I am a genius. Uh, mm-hmm. And um, yeah, no, it's not good. Where did you tell that for the first time? Mm, penguins in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. And I'm sure I told it for a year. And, and it, like, penguins is? A comedy club. Okay. Penguins Comedy Club. Uh-huh. Uh, it's still it's there. It still exists. Yeah, okay. it's great. Uh, it got flooded in like 2008. Now it moved. Okay. A lot of places have moved. Uh, <laughs> After you've been there. Yeah. But yeah, that joke is, uh, I just was like, that's a good joke. I used to have a joke about how I bought a sword, but didn't know what to do it. So I would knight the pizza delivery guy. Uh, <laughs> and I remember when I would, I was always my closer and I was like 19 or 20. And I was, I remember literally thinking like, oh, I'm never going to write a joke better than this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and it would just crush because I was so bad. 
okay, but- at stand up that people were just like, this actually has the mannerisms of a joke. We've <laughs> right. been waiting for someone to just at least have the confidence. Right. But here's a question that I don't know the answer to. Uh, and we're coming to the end of the podcast anyway, but, and this might be more serious, but what, like, what was the first time growing up that you were like, I want to make people laugh. I think this is funny. Like, was it your brother? For me, it was my older brothers that mm-hmm. were really, really funny. And they, I was like, they're making people laugh. I want to do what they do. And I want to make them laugh more than anyone. Like, was there a moment in time that you were like a light switch flipped and this is what you want to do? Um, I mean, we would just like SNL was just like a thing that, that you was watch with constantly, your not with my family, with my brothers. Um, and Adam Sandler was, you know, he would come on. It was, there's just like a rule. I remember on Saturday nights, I would get to stay in my brother's room. They stayed in the basement mm-hmm. and I lived upstairs next to my parents. It was like one of the split level, you know, basement. Yeah, you sound like you lived in an apartment complex with your family. <laughs> yeah, it was like a three bedroom house in the woods. Yeah. In Iowa. It was it was a great place to live. Um, but uh, uh, I would get to sleep on the floor in my brother's room on Saturday nights. And the rule was we would have to go to bed after Weekend Update in case Adam Sandler did a thing. Because oh. I, I was so obsessed with Adam Sandler. Wow. Uh, yeah. So that's when I was like, oh, I want to. Uh, it's so weird. I was like, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people have. I was like, I want to be on Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. Then I got in like in fourth grade at like a book fair. Mm-hmm. It was like a, like a book you bought on, you know, like it could be, you know, Barry Sanders story. I remember I bought Barry Sanders, like uh-huh. the story of Barry Sanders and the story of Adam Sandler. Yeah. And I found out Adam Sandler did stand up first so before like, I got I on SNL. So literally in fourth or fifth grade, I started writing jokes. That's when you first wow. started writing jokes in fourth and fifth grade? Yeah, and I would test them out on people by saying, I heard this on TV. And then, <laughs> That's so funny. And then, yeah, you honest, kind of pass them off as jokes that already existed. Already existed. <laughs> and only if people laugh would I go, actually, I wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just walking around. That's such a smart little boy thing to be like, the, I can do no wrong with this if I present it as if it's not mine. Yeah, you're yeah. right. I agree. That wasn't funny. That yeah. comedian is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I just needed to get a follow up on what I already thought about this joke. Yeah. And then I just lucked out that my oldest brother uh, was a bartender at Penguins, like the only comedy club oh, in Eastern Iowa. Okay. So he told me, he was like, they have an open mic. Um, you can do that. And that's how I was like, like led that's how i started it that's super fun that's cool yeah it was really nice of him what a funny thing for a fourth grader to go around it's nice that you had a supportive older brother yeah it was weird because i was the quiet weird one who loved the guinea pig and when i (laughs) i didn't tell my parents i was doing stand-up for a bit and then i was like i do stand-up comedy and they were like what you're the the least funny one of the five of us (laughs) and they're probably not wrong You've been observing and taking notes for years. Yeah, yeah. I was like, you guys scare me. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. La, 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 la. Family ties. Uh, Brooks, we're coming to the end of the podcast, which uh, we want to thank you for giving us your time. Yeah, no, thanks for um, having me over here. I I drink some coffee and it's making me sweat. Perfect. But also we have a gift for you. It's a fortune cookie that is tailored especially for you that you can open and read. Especially okay. Yeah. Oh God, I'm mm-hmm. just getting crumbs everywhere. Mm-hmm. That's what fortune cookies do. I know. You not shouldn't eat a fortune cookie under a microphone. We've had it happen already. Oh, my fortune cookie says this is yeah. very exciting. Hold on. Yeah. You can tell I had coffee. I'm shaking. I know. Um. Oh but wow. That's a good thing about oh, podcasts exciting. is that you can't read. You can't see. Lucky numbers. Wow. You guys tailored this to me. <laughs> no, the other side. Two seventy three <laughs> ninety eight twenty six. How did you know? Yep. <laughs> play play the lotto. Yeah. Yeah. 
you will engage or in you will engage in and encourage garbage reality TV. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> so you will engage in in encourage garbage. You did not write this well. <laughs> it's out. Do you want me to read it out loud? You will engage in in and encourage mm-hmm. garbage. It's, you like will it engage say, you and encourage. Read, give me the give me the no, fortune. I'll you read will the engage whole in. You and, will engage in and encourage. Okay, okay, okay. There should be a comma. Okay, sorry. Okay, you Got will it. engage in, and it's not and. <laughs> Great. It's a typo. Okay, you will engage in and. <laughs> that's what made the fortune make sense. Now you will engage in and encourage garbage reality TV watching with your girlfriend for the rest of the month. Yeah, Weird. I bought you Real Housewives. <laughs> Wine glasses that I said <laughs> for Christmas. One of my presents to you was Real Housewives wine glasses, and I said you get to pick a uh, one city, yeah. and I will watch the whole thing with you. Yeah, a season of it. I know, and they already started. So, so also, I feel like this fortune is going to come true. Yeah, basically. So what you're telling us is the fortune that we gave you is a is a it's true accurate. Fortune. So 100. <laughs> I mean, that's basically just a you know but universal pat on our back. A, so thank you. Also. A, a typo that made me look like I don't know how to read. I mean, I think there's other parts of this podcast that might have made you look like you don't know how to read. That's so, true. That's true. <laughs> to be fair. Who uh, was in World War II, Grace? Name out the country. Harry Styles. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. That kid from One Direction fought in World War II. That's the most unbelievable part of this movie. Uh, Which I've met him. Mean, he's very nice. He's a sweet young man. Don't say things that I can't handle right now. <laughs> <laughs> he was so sweet. Well... Yeah, we've been trying to get him on this podcast for a few yeah, years. Yeah, let him know. We would love to have him as a guest When I sometime. say I met him, it was in the hallway, <laughs> and I was like, what's up? And he was like, this is exciting. This and is, that's as much as I got into This is it. where I get upset that you exaggerate. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just saying, he was, he was like, one, of the, one of the biggest like acts that yeah. were, was on SNL while I was there, but yeah. I didn't. Like the national was on. I was more nervous to meet Ooh, the national. I've met the national. They're very nice. They're so nice. But yeah. One Direction was on. Couldn't care less. Figured right. they'd be little brats. And he was super nice. And he was just like, "This is really fun. This is ex- like this is exciting." Was hanging out in the hallway with everybody, whereas a lot of musical acts just hang out in their dressing room. Yeah. So he was very nice. Thank you for encouraging a theory I already have in my brain that is uh, too strong to begin with. But it so. wasn't an exaggeration. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, there's that. This was not a Guy Fieri story. (laughs) Uh, If you want, please go continue to write lies on... Guy Fieri post. Uh, Yep. (laughs) Continue to confuse my family. (laughs) Without any actual conversation of what's happening. Uh, Make sure you go check out Brooks Whelan's podcast entry level. It's on SoundCloud and iTunes. Mm, iTunes. It's on iTunes. I got to do a better job. I can help with that. Okay. Yeah, you guys we'll need to talk about Let's have a chat. I can make sure it's on that all the things. That sounds great. Yeah, I'm, I just do it. It's fun. Entry level is really great. Like you heard, it's a bunch Grace of- Grace was on it. Jack will be on it. And Yay. it's a bunch of really fun creatives that just talk about uh, really terrible and formidable jobs. It's just- talk, It's literally everyone talking about how- much they like why they were fired from McDonald's. But the best part too <laughs> is that a lot of the comedians that you have on, like you've had Nicole Byer, who's fucking fantastic, and people were and like I did too. You start to remember stories that you forgot when you start talking about oh, them. Sure. Yeah. So yeah. it's this like fun discovery that you hear all these comedians start to like go, "Oh my god, I forgot about this." Yeah. And they for the first time are reliving a lot of things that are just like so insane. Yeah, Nicole Byer, like for the first half, there's t- a Macy's t- jail. Told us how to. St- 
teaches you how to steal. And I was oh, like, wow. I don't know if this is great for the podcast. And then I was like, did you ever get caught? And she's like, oh, I've been to jail three times. But she's been to Macy's jail. Yeah, there's a jail in the bottom of Macy's. <laughs> I've heard about to. this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so make sure you go check did out that Did that break podcast. on your podcast? Is that why I've heard about it? Because people were talking about this on the internet. No, I think I'm sure many people have been there. Oh, wow. It's a big place. If it Jeez. exists, yeah. Uh, but go check that. It's uh, new episodes every Monday. <laughs> yeah, every Monday. It's fun. Every Monday, go check it out. And then you're just Brooks wheeling across the board on all social media platforms. Yeah. I'm over there mumbling, lying on Instagram. <laughs> just lying on Instagram, screaming on Twitter. Go check it out. Lying on Instagram, <laughs> screaming on Twitter for sure. <laughs> yeah. um, other than that, I guess we'll see you guys next time on another episode of Not Too Deep. Thank Thanks, you for guys. having me. You're Thanks, welcome. Brooks. I'll see you guys now. Yeah. <laughs> see you in three seconds after we stop recording. Yeah. See you next time on another episode of Not Too Deep. Goodbye. Too deep, too deep, too deep, not too deep. This Grace Helbig. Not Too Deep has been sponsored by Third Love. When it comes to bra shopping, it's all about finding the right fit for you. And there's only one lingerie brand that offers bras in sizes double A through G. That's Third Love. Find your perfect fitting bra today. Go to thirdlove.com slash grace and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash grace. Thirdlove.com slash Grace. Not Too Deep is a production of Grace Helbig Incorporated. Produced and directed by Jack Ferry. Producer Melissa D. Mons. With writing by Diane Kang. Production assistance by Jenny Stringfellow. Audio support by Chris Henry. Editing by Melissa D. Mons. And an extra special thank you to Flula for the theme music. (laughs) 